time to start the show. of the Marty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dalento Taylor. Yo, it is another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It is currently September 22nd. This is season six, episode 21, excerpt 214 of the Marty Sports Podcast. I already told you September 22nd. Current weather right now is about 85 degrees. We got a high 86, lows of 75, another 60% chance of rain as we got some kind of tropical shit going on in the, in the area right about now. Woo, what's going on, T-Boy? We got Monday Night Football to get into. I mean, we still got this, uh, this, this LA and Denver game going into. Apparently, I think this is no league for old men, and apparently there's a, there's a beef going on cross sports. But you know what I say, regardless of the time, Take that, take that, take that. And Rogola Soto brother. Hello? You play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team sports. Alright, B. Let's let's just let's get right into it. We got a lot of we got a lot of talk about. I got a I got a good amount on my plate, and as you know, we only got one hour to talk about today. The phone lines are gonna be open from the very beginning, so call up if you want to. First of all, first of all, please, please. Did y'all catch Monday Night Football? Did y'all catch this Monday Night Football game? Listen, there was no breeze in Las Vegas' new stadium as they ran into a brick wall. Lurf. On the strip. <laughs> that is. So, folks, the, 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 the Las Vegas Raiders will have their season opener um, last night. They opened up their brand new stadium. 1.9 billion, folks. Which, which, which I just heard is just about the same amount that was paid for the original Jets Giants stadium. But $1.9 billion for this new stadium in Las Vegas. That they call the Death Star. That sits 65,000 black hole fans. 65,000 Raider Nation. And it was empty last night. It was empty last night. But it doesn't mean that that place wasn't rocking. They had their pumping false noise. They had their crowd. They they, they had their, 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 their televised crowds or whatever. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Right? They're, they're, they're automa- automated fans in the back. And 
Las Vegas Raiders actually came out to play. The Las Vegas Raiders came out to actually say, like, you know what? There ain't no fans here. There ain't not be anybody here for us to see, but you know, we're going to play with pride. We're, 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 we're going to show that we're actually about something. And we're going to try to start up this season 2-0. and And it didn't look good for the Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Raiders early on. They would they would drop down. I think they were down by 17 at, at some point in time. But and this is a big butt. This is like this is like 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 Judy got a big old butt. Oh yeah, kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like we all know a big booty named Judy. This is a big booty named Judy kind of butt. By the halftime. Las Vegas and the New Orleans Saints were tied. And for a couple of years now, I feel like they've been talking about Drew Brees' decline. And not for nothing, I'm not a football expert. I, I'm not one of the guys. I'm not, I'm not one of these, one of, one of these, you know, one of these experts that have played the game and, and, and all this other stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not one of them. So I'm not noticing his decline the way that they're talking about it. Or maybe it was just covered up really, 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 really good by Michael Thomas, who was out for at least a couple of weeks. I don't think they ruled him out all season yet. Right now, he just, he's just out for a couple of weeks. So he's slated to return. I like a bunch of people uh, who are not slated to return. And we're going to go into that full injury report on Wednesday. You're going to need some of these tips for your fantasy football. But Derek Carr would actually look impressive. Now, impressive compared to what he normally is. Just like Drew Brees will look a little pedestrian. But that's pedestrian to what Drew Brees, or what we're used to seeing from Drew Brees. But after being down 17 nothing. The Oakland, sorry, the Oakland, see, there was the first one. The Las Vegas Raiders would go on, if I'm not mistaken, was it a 34 point run? I know it was definitely 24 points. I know they scored in the second. They scored, I mean, they scored, <laughs> they scored all the way through the second. They scored through the third, same team score. And it was a 24, 27 point run before the Saints actually got another <laughs> listen, listen, we got, we got comments you, you guys may have tried to explain it to us a couple of months ago and could be right it may have even been said to, been spoken to me this year when I was doing my fantasy which I didn't pick Drew Brees one of the few years I didn't go after Drew Brees and even, even attempt to go after because I wasn't going after Mike Thomas even and I've always loved to compare to pair them two together for like the last three years. But he, Drew Brees looked pedestrian compared to Drew Brees' stand. Now granted, his numbers are gonna look proper, decent. They're gonna look like he did something. 312 yards, 20, you know, 38 attempts, 26, 26, um, cat, um, um, 26 completions. But, to be, but not for nothing, those are Derek Carr's numbers. So the, <laughs> so the same numbers that make Drew Brees looked pedestrian from what we're used to him. One touchdown, one interception. We're talking about we're, we're talking about um, fumbles on the quarterback exchange from uh, from the center. It, it it drew questions, right? <laughs> right. It, it it drew questions, and, and 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 no no pun was intended there, but it drew questions. As I'm watching this game, is Drew Brees done? And it wasn't just Drew Brees I had questions on after that. But we're gonna talk about them just a little bit later. Let's continue, let's continue to talk about how good Las Vegas, how good Derek Carr looked while looking just like Drew Brees. Drew Brees was couldn't get the ball downfield. He, he was, there was a lot of there was a lot of missed time passes. You and you see him really not even challenge the ball downfield anymore. And listen, Mike Thomas could have been making up for all of that, catching the short yardage play, and and then using his athleticism to make something afterwards. And if that is the case, then 
the Las Vegas Raiders took a page right out of New Orleans' book. And we're talking not just from when they had Mike Thomas, or not just from the time they had Mike Thomas. We're talking about they took a page out of their book from even when they had that boy, what was his name? Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. God, this is the tight end. Jimmy, I'm not Jimmy Garoppolo, but oh man, forgetting his name, but his, his name was it's Jimmy something. And also, like they said on a commentary that it was a page out of New England's book. I feel like this was a page out of New Orleans' book where they bludgeoned them to death with the tight end. I mean, bludgeoned, 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 bludgeoned. I mean, to the point where it had to feel like the New Orleans Saints was just banging their heads up against a brick wall. This dude, Darren Waller, the tight end for the Saints, for the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm gonna fix up all was targeted 16 times. You understand? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna let you understand what, what that really meant. There wasn't another player on the Raiders team targeted more than three times outside of Darren Waller. Darren Waller a couple years ago who couldn't make it onto a team. Darren Waller, a couple years ago, was a recovering drug addict. Darren Waller, when he got the call up from the Oakland Raiders, had just gotten himself clean. Darren Waller, to now catching 12 passes in Monday Night Football for 103 yards, one touchdown, and just bludgeoned the New Orleans Saints to death. Once the, once the Las Vegas Raiders got their lead, it was a it was it was a combination of let's just get this ball to Waller and have him do work, and also let's get this ball to our rookie Josh Jacobs and have him also continue with this bludgeoning effect of just consistently, consistently, consistently. We're talking about seven minute drives, eight minute drives. Once they got the lead, they did the one thing that you're supposed to do when you're playing against the New Orleans Saints. And that's keep the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. Because the last thing you want Brees to do is air it out. Bars. <laughs> you know, so... New Orleans Saints will come away with this victory. Sorry, New Orleans Vegas Raiders would come up with this victory, 34 to 24. After being down 17, nothing. They would basically go on a, on a bare minimum 24 point run, but I want to say they won on a 34 point run. Maybe, maybe it was a 27 point run. Maybe, maybe. But regardless, it's a ridiculous run when you when you're when you're up 17 nothing at the half. To be tied 17-17 at the half, and then to not even basically score until the fourth quarter. I wonder if he's done. His last performance drew the question, are you done? You only say he didn't do anything special. They got big and physical here. They ran the ball with Jacobs here to, to, to come up. Yeah, the tight end to Wall almost done, but I'm questioning, is he done? But before we get to the questions of Drew Brees is done, how crazy does John Gruden look now? Remember when John Gruden first took over this team and he let go of Khalil Mack and he let go of the wide receiver that's now in Dallas? And you were like, hey, how can you let go of your two best players? And it was a simple philosophy. Well, we're, gonna, we're not going to pay them, and we're this bad with them. They got rid of all of them. Had a decent season, then had their quarterback get injured. Had a shit season. Had them come back. And now, three years later, look at this team starting 2-0. Now, I know it's still very early in this, in, still very, very early in the season. But, Oh shit, my mic is all the way over there. My bad. 
I hope you guys wasn't having a, oh, a problem hearing me. I just realized how out of how far the mic was. Okay, sorry about that, sorry about that. Bear with me, bear with me. Okay, there we go. There we go. Bear with the static and the fuzz. Alrighty. So, three years later, three years later we look at this team and... John Gruden doesn't look that crazy. John Gruden doesn't look that insane anymore. You know the old saying that... My madness would not be appreciated until long after until long after I'm gone. Well, his madness wasn't appreciated until year three, where now you see the stamp here. Now you understand what it means to give a coach a 10-year deal. Because that means that every player that goes there knows that it's this coach's team. That whatever culture this coach is building, you are not going to usurp. Because that's what happens when players take control of a team. They usurp the power command, the power structure that is to be. When you force your hands to get paid, when you force them. Great. Years ago, he said, we're not winning with these guys, so let's go ahead and get rid of them. And let's start over. Let me start with the guys that I want. Let me start with the guys that I can train. Let me start, let me get this baby from, from the beginning. And let me get guys that know nothing but the Gruden way and bring them in here. Guys with a story. Guys that are hungry. Guys that got passion. Guys like Darren Waller. Rookies like Rob. Rookies like Josh Jacob. 27 touches. Bludgeon effect. 88 yards. Bludgeon effect. Not the yardage. The times he touched. Anything over 25 touches, you guys already know. Bludgeon award. You understand? That's the battering ram sister. You're just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what it means to give your coach a 10-year deal. This is why I said, you know what? We're going to come back. As I'm, I'm going to revisit something I said a little bit. I'm going to take a quick break. And we'll return. I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote. And begin making the change you want. And we're back with the My Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm still your host, the one and only Dallas Montella, a.k.a. the Chocolate Boy Wonder, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Bustle. A.K.A. the Mad Podcast, A.K.A. the Tin Man, A.K.A. Tony Barreto, A.K.A. Mr. Energy. Yes, and we are back. And I'm thank you for listening. Wherever you're, how you're listening, wherever you're listening, live on the website, mytsports.net, or you're listening live on Podbean, or you're watching me live on the gram, wherever way you decide to listen to the show, I appreciate it. And for the ones that come back and listen a little bit later, I see your downloads. I see you coming to check out the show. Yo, yeah, yeah, special for you. Special for you. Let me have, let me have a special one for you. Big up, big up. You love that. So, Gruden got a 10-year deal a couple years ago. And if you guys can recall, if you guys can recall, a couple years ago, I came out and I told you. What couple years? A couple shows ago. Sorry. I came out and I told you that if the New York Knicks, I know you're like, damn, I want basketball? Yeah. If the New York Knicks, honestly, and I do mean honestly, believe that that's much better. I gotta fix my light. I just because I didn't have my lighting on me properly. If the New York Knicks fully believe that Tom Thibodeau is going to be the coach to take them to the next level, then he has a five-year deal now. In year four, you need to extend him for six years and make that deal a ten-year deal. Because what that does. Because you can't because you can't leave him as a lame duck coach. You can't leave him as a lame duck coach ever. You don't want the and it's not that you don't want the players to feel empowered. You don't want the players to feel like they can usurp the coach. Because that happens too many times in New York, in different organizations. Where the players feel like, hey, I'm not that hey, you want me here, I'm the star now of this team, and whatever's going on in this coaching office isn't really doing it for me. So I need you to go ahead and bring in somebody else. I'm gonna push my weight around, you know what I'm saying? Hiding in the room, Brooklyn Zoo. And that can't be the case. So if the New York Knicks are going to be successful with Tom Thibodeau, 
right? And I fully believe that Tom Tubo is the right man. You understand, the first three years is going to be a struggle because he has to put his stamp there. What, so that means that in year four, you have to re-sign him. In year four, you have to extend him. You can't let him go and be a lame duck coach in year five. Because what that what you need to do is you, you need to empower your coach. You need to make, it, make make players know that come there that this is the coach. It is going to be the way that he runs the system in no other way. You can't come to the general manager and cry and try to get shit done. You can't go to the owner and cry and get shit done. This is it. What we do here in the general manager's office is something different. What we do here in the owner's office is something different. It's nothing to do with you. You need to listen to your coach. He needs to be here. You need to empower him like 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 Greg Popovich. He needs to be there for a decade to, to let people know. He needs to be empowered like Eric Spolscher. He needs to be empowered so that they know this is his team and the culture that is being built for them is what is the way to be. And if you can't adapt to this culture, then guess what? You are not a New Yorker. You are not a Nick. You can take your contract and fly, and we will get better assets for you. John Gruden did that with his with his Las Vegas Raiders. And look at them now. I don't know how long this 2-0 record is going to last. I don't know how well they're going to do this season. But I'm going to tell you what I do see on that team. You can see John Gruden's stamp on every single facet of this team. They have taken on that Chucky mentality. They play like the Chuckster. And that this new stadium is in honor of him in a, in a, in a way of sorts. And that's what is going to ultimately help them be successful. They may have some up and down years, but the players that come in there, they know that they need to listen to their coach. And, when, and it makes them buy in. And it makes them give that 110%. And as long as players are consistently in there, giving their all, being competitive, then you always have a chance. And if you get guys that try to disrupt the apple tree, then you know what? It's okay. Your apple can fall off. Your fruit can fall off. It can roll down the hill and we can send you somewhere else. There's no place like New York. But what my real question is, after watching this game, is this still a league for old men? Because the play of Drew Brees last night did not lead me to believe that he's going to be in this league much longer. And how much longer are they going to keep this guy Hill on the back burner before you replace him with Drew Brees? Somebody that can do the work with his legs and in the air. Drew Brees no longer could do either. He's just really smart quarterback at this time, which is great. But really smart quarterbacks with no arms need talent. And with Michael Thomas out, every day that Michael Thomas is out puts that team in jeopardy. You should have you should have you should have treated you should have traded Drew Brees and kept Teddy Bridgewater and see what kind of and see what kind of talent. Unless you probably could have got the same thing to help build your team. But you also should have gotten you should have gotten maybe a backup quarterback, maybe some more wide receivers, maybe some more weapons for this team because the weapons outside of Michael Thomas is not cutting it. But watching this like I said, it didn't just make me wonder if Drew Brees was done. It also made me wonder if Tom Brady is done. As, as we saw them take on the Carolina Panthers, speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, steady, steady, Teddy. Speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, right? It makes you wonder if Tom, if, I mean, even though, listen, the, 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or the Bucks, I should have said, like, they came away with that victory, 31-17. Right, so so I'm not gonna act like they didn't like they didn't win. Teddy Bridgewater was steady, Teddy. You know, 33 attempts, 30, um, 33 completions, 42 attempts, 367 yards. Tom Brady, 217 yards, 23 for 35. We call steady, we we call Teddy Bridgewater steady, Teddy because he's not really a big risk taker. But. Even he managed to average more yards per play than Tom Brady at 8.7 versus Tom Brady at 6.2. Now, 
Now, Teddy Bridgewater managed to get sacked five times. And listen, that's probably... And, and, that, and with that, along with Christian McCaffrey going out... It, it it didn't look like Carolina was going to be able to put up enough offense, enough consistent offense to be able to keep case with Tampa Bay. As this as as Tom Brady started finding his players and started finding his playmaker, Mike Evans would get a touchdown on Leonard Fournette, ran it for a couple. But the play that made me question Tom Brady, as I'm looking at Drew Brees and I'm watching his arm and I'm watching him throw up some ducks. The question, the the one that made me question Tom Brady, was. The flea flicker to an open was it Michael Thomas? Not Michael Thomas. Um 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 Mike Davis. That's what made me. That's the one that made me. I think it was the one to him that that questioned it. As I'm watching him, as I'm watching the flea flicker come back to Tom Brady, you see you see Mike Mike Davis. What was it, Evans? No, yeah, Mike Davis. Sorry, not Mike Davis, Mike Evans. I'm tripping, Mike Evans. You see Mike Evans pop up open with nobody there. And all Tom Brady had to do was air it out and he would have caught Mike Evans in stride. Instead, Mike Evans has to come back for that ball, which gives the, the defense time to catch up to him. And it takes, a, and it takes what could have been a, a, a second Mike Evans touchdown off the board. That's when I questioned Tom Brady. Now, granted, I didn't have a lot of faith in Tom Brady to begin with, right? For these last couple of years, he, I, I, I've known that he's, I've known that he's been coached well for the last couple of years. I know that he's been, I know, <laughs> I know that he's been, <clears throat> that that he's that he's had his defense cover for him for the last couple of years, and I know that, and we've all known he's had Bell Belichick. Bill Belichick to cover for him for the last couple of years. Well, now he has talent, actually, to cover for him. And that talent helped. Mike Evans targeted 10 times, the seven receptions, 104 yards, average capsule. I'm 14.9, I'm putting. Justin Watson, you understand? He, I, he, now, granted, nobody else outside Mike Evans had over 50 yards um, um, receiving. And he targeted nobody else over five times outside of LaShawn McCoy and Mike Evans. Leonard Fournette happened to get five targets as well. As it looked like LaShawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette are being used in that in that dual role. Not so much Le um, LaShawn McCoy, more Leonard Fournette as he had 12 touches, 103 yards. He found the end zone, I said, a couple of times. He broke, he broke free. But you're starting to see the talent take over for them. LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard. And even Justin Watson, as it looked like, what? How many people do you get that ball to? One, two, three, five, seven different di different receivers. Steady Teddy will match that, I believe. One, three, five, seven. Oh, no, trust me, Tom tried it to nine. He just couldn't complete it all to nine. Rob Gronkowski, he tried it to pen two. As you know, Zay, Rob Gronkowski had no catches. What is Gronk doing on this team right now? Listen, even if he's out there just as a decoy. Um, to, to help shift the defense, then that's what it is. Because you can't leave Gronk open. You still have to account for him if he's on the field. So, it was the flea flicker to, I believe, Mike Evans that made me question Tom Brady. It has been... Indiana's... Indiana just looks lackluster. Now, granted, they won this game 28-11 over Minnesota. Because it makes me... Because I'm questioning all of them. Phillip Rivers as well. I'm still on a question. Is Phillip Rivers done? Because when Phillip Rivers doesn't look that much more impressive than Kirk Cousins... Granted, Kirk Cousins, 113 yards, three interceptions, right? But 11 for 26. When Phillip Rivers doesn't look that impressive in the air... Once again, you see Philip Rivers in the same light that you saw him in his last team, except for now he has a he has, he has he has an actual run game in the rookie Jonathan Taylor. Twenty six attempts, Bludgeon Award winner, hundred and one yards, one touchdown. When you do that, 
I shouldn't say when you do that. When, when you get that many yards rushing, right, are you able to rush the ball 26 times? We saw it with the Oakland Raiders as well, right? With, with the way they utilize, the way they utilize, the way they utilize. I'm about to lose his name. Josh Jacobs, 27 attempts, right? <clears throat> Anything over 25 times is a bludgeoning war. You're just wearing down the defense. Like, you understand? So now what you get from Indianapolis is something that you couldn't get out of him, out of the Chargers. Is now you have a decent run game, which is one of the things that when Phillip Rivers was a little bit more successful in his career, he had as a run game that when you got the lead, you could actually run the ball, bludgeon the bludgeon the defense, wear it, run down the clock, have a guy that eats up yards, and just helps you stay in the game. Now Minnesota came out to an early lead, three nothing. But then Indianapolis would go on, would go on at least an 18-0 run. And something is going on in Minnesota. It could be Kirk Cousins. It could be their defense. Not quite sure yet, but Minnesota is not looking very impressive this year so far. They start the season 0-2 already. Indianapolis, Indianapolis improves, improves to 1-1. One and, one. and they'll come away with that victory 28-11. And I'm going to take my next break. I'll be back. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond, I became a soldier. And we're back to the My Sports Podcast. Again, I am still your host, Moynoy, Donald Omar Taylor, and we are back. We're going to get right back into it, right? So, I've been talking about quarterbacks that, that left me in question. And not all of them left me wondering if they were done. But as, as I started, as I watched Drew Brees last night, and I saw the question about Drew Brees, I watched, I watched Tom Brady Sunday night, and that's when I started wondering when I saw that first, when I saw that lame duck off of the flea flicker, right? It made me start to think, after that, after, and merely, merely since Monday night now, right, the, the thought has really started to progress a little bit more. And that's when I had to wonder, like, I wonder, Philip Rivers, I wonder how Philip Rivers is now. Because now, there are only about four veteran quarterbacks that you have to think about in the NFL, right? Tom Brady, like, super veterans, super veterans. Like, because I don't put Russell Wilson in that next category yet. He's kind of in there with, with, um, still in there with, with the next level, um, where 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 the guy in Green Bay is at? Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers. There we go. Right, I'm putting him kind of in the same timeline as Aaron Rodgers. Maybe in the same timeline timeline as Cam Newton, as well. So some, I'm like those those are his peers, right? Um, the guy in Atlanta that that needs to be fired. Right, so that's the next set of quarterbacks. Those are the next guys, right? Those are your those those are your veteran guys, but you're past veterans, like like your upper elder statesmen. There's only about four of them left, and that's Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, who we just talked about. Actually, I'm sorry, we didn't talk about Ben. Philip Rivers, who we just talked about, and as I just gave it away. Ben Roethlisberger as well. Now, these four quarterbacks, while we've watched them in the past for their greatness, now I feel like I'm watching them 
to see how much sustainability do they have? Do they have anything left? I'm not too interested to watch to watch Tom Brady in Tampa. Like to be honest with you, like it's a it's a loaded fucking team, and I don't care about Tom Brady. Like like you're supposed to win with that team. I don't care how old you are. Like like anybody should be able to like Kirk Cousins should be able to win with that team. I mean I, we know that we know that um, Jameis Winston couldn't win with that team, but he also didn't have guys locked in the way they are locked in now, and he also didn't have this added talent on there as he does now. Where you can literally line them up in every single position. Two tight ends, three tight ends, two running backs, three wide receivers, two wide receivers, two tight ends, two run it don't matter, B. I for I formation, double back. You know what I mean? Two like it don't matter. YZ banana split, it don't matter. So I still want. So I wonder about. I wondered about about Ben Roethlisberger as well, and not for nothing. It just makes me wonder that now I have to start watching these older quarterbacks now because I'm like two of them are falling off. Tom Brady and Drew Brees are falling off. I want to see if these other two guys are gonna last because we know a couple of years ago Ben Roethlisberger was talking about he's not sure how much longer he's gonna he's gonna play and he thought he may have been retiring soon. Maybe it was just maybe it was just Antonio Brown fatigue. Who knows? Maybe it was Le'Veon Bell fatigue. Who knows? But he seems to have fi find some re reinvigoration the last couple of years. He was injured. Now he's back. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see if he can last the whole season. Let's see if his body can hold up. Big Ben is still doing Big Ben things and staying in that pocket and and, and taking and throwing that ball at the very last minute and still taking shots. While other quarterbacks in this position, they're getting that ball. They're getting that ball out quicker than they've ever gotten it out in their lives. The Pittsburgh Steelers will find a way to win this game as well as they take on the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, this didn't look good as their quarterback, Drew Locke, and he's added on to the injuries that happened last week. will go out injured after going one for five. Anyway, they were bringing the, they were bringing the rookie, Jeff Driscoll, and he would like to place up eight, um, 34 attempts, 18, 18 completions, 256 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Would at least start bringing his team back to make it look like a game. Ben Roethlisberger, 29 for 41, 311 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Sacked one time for, for negative, for, for a 10-year loss. The rookie was sacked six times for 53 <laughs> losses. That Pittsburgh defense, seven sacks on the ninth. For a total of 61 yards lost. That Pittsburgh defense is, has been coming in hungry. Like, listen, from, from week one with the Jets, of how they made the Jets look so bad. I'm sorry, not to just the Giants. Where the Giants couldn't even scheme up positive rushing yards to now they've lost their... their just, man, this Wednesday injury report is going to be depressing. Depressing. Where's that list at anyway? You're so goddamn long. What's going on, Boogie Nights? But the Pittsburgh still will still manage to get to come away with that victory. They will improve to two and zero. Denver Broncos will, will fall to zero and two. Pittsburgh Steelers are probably going to be one of the better teams in their division. They'll probably still end up losing that division to Baltimore. Don't see Cleveland Browns coming back in that division. Don't see J Smoking Joe Burrow being able to make a big dent in that division. But it keeps that division interested, even with the teams that they have as losers, right now. The names that those losers have on the, and those teams keeps those games interesting when you see them play against certain certain matchups. Now, talking about talking about matchups or certain matchups, right? We still have an NBA playoff going on, which, not for nothing, it was overshadowed by. Sunday football, which I found that weird because when the Lake, when the Clippers were playing Denver, right, I definitely did not turn off the basketball game to watch football. But during this football Sunday, I couldn't unglue myself from the Red Zone channel to remember to go put on the basketball game. So I ended up watching it a couple more times on the radio. Thank God for NBA TV, right? But 
That's not what I wanted to talk about first. That's not what I wanted to talk about first at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. What I wanted to get into first was, did you guys hear the remarks from this uneducated, racist, Trump puppet, UFC fighter, Kobe Covington? Have you guys seen it? Because I have. And, and <laughs> I am telling you, it is a sight to behold. It, it, it is something to see. So, le so let me read to you what was said in all of its glory. Colby Covington would come out. Uh, did I lose the story? No. 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 I lost the I lost the story, but the story isn't that hard to find. Here we go. So Colby Covington would come out and say, "I want to dedicate this fight to all the." Come on! 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 I want to dedicate this fight to all the first responders, all the military out there. As on behalf of the military, Colby Covington, you're a piece of shit. Nobody wants, no, nobody in the military wants your support. At least not this military guy. Let me just let me let you know what, um, how we feel about Colby Covington. I cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want. We put him in the bed. Get filthy animal. That's how we feel about Colby Covington, who came out and said, I want to dedicate this fight to all the first responders, all the military out there. This world would not be safe without you guys. You keep us safe and not these woke athletes. I'm sick of these spineless cowards like LeBron James. And you guys already know how I feel about LeBron James, right? Let's see if this is what this says right here. not giving me a sounder. I was trying to see if I could get sound on something. Oh, no. Wait. Okay, so I'm going to see if I can get sound on something in just a little bit. No, no. Kill that sound. Kill that sound. No, no. Okay. Nope. Had to kill that too. <laughs> so, and I will tell you my response very, 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 very clearly. Because I also made sure I tagged Kobe Covington in this. So let me let you know a few things about Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington is a whole entire ass clown. Kobe Covington is the same dude that called out 50 cents to a fight. He's the same dude that called out, um, 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 not Papoose, not Papoose, Joe Buttons to a fight as well. This UFC fighter keeps targeting people in the hip-hop culture. Because he, he just can't get enough. He, he wants fans. He's looking for attention. He's really a nobody. He's a piece of shit. He got his jaw broken by an African Usman. And that shit must have stung. I said that to him too. It must have really stung getting your, get it, getting your jaw broken by, by an African. You racist piece of shit, you. <laughs> right? So, this guy, Kobe Covington. I made sure I wrote to him. And I'm going to let you guys know now. Right? Because I want to go back to what he says. And I'm, and I'm going to say this to all of you guys out there. I want to dedicate this fight to all of us, all the first responders out there, military out there. This world would not be safe to you guys. You guys keep us safe, not just work athletes. I'm sick of spineless cowards like LeBron James. You notice. You notice, you notice, you notice. And this is what I told him. You notice how you didn't speak about what, we're, what people are actually and what we are actually protesting about. And that is crooked cops. When did first responders... Military, my military, because from day one, they've consistently said this isn't about the flag and this isn't a military. So this is lets me know that you are a Trump puppet. Every time you make one of these comments, you get a call from the president and you feel yourself and you feel all special that the, that, 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 that the president got, gave you a call and wanted, you, and wanted to big you up on your racism. And that's all it is. I love how you racists just keep showing your hands every single chance you get, you big fucking racist you. And I'm going to say this about you other fucking idiots out there, because you guys are dumb as shit. It was, we've never said it was about first responders, never said anything about firefighters, never said anything about militaries. This has and always will be about crooked cops. As I told him, stop trying to change the narrative. 
every single chance you get. You you just must be uneducated. You just and once again, nothing I'm saying right now on the podcast is not, is nothing more than what I tagged him in. I'm just going way more in depth on the podcast because I only get a certain amount of characters when I tweet. So you can hear me here vocally. You guys, I, I posted this. I tagged tagged the big bitch in this. I'm military, and I'm telling you, the people that I know in the military, the people that actually, that the people that don't try to justify murder by cops, <laughs> right? The people that I know, no, 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 no. They don't want your support. They don't need your support. You are actually the outlier. You are the person on the wrong. You are the person they look at and be like, yo, why is this guy plumping us in, us in with them again? Nobody has ever said anything about the military. Nobody has ever said anything about first responders. Nobody has ever said anything about firefighters. You stupid fucks. Talking to all of them, even my friends, even for you friends that I have on Facebook that have said that shit, you stupid fucks. Where, where did they say anywhere at any point in time that this shit was about first responders firefighters or the military again for you stupid fucks you just want to be controversial or you want to play devil's advocate or you may just be fucking a closet racist or maybe you're just dumb this shit has never been about anybody but crooked cops and you keep trying to throw other people in there to try to get more clout or to try to change the narrative no focus on what it's about crooked cops but no, you want to do other shit. So this dumb piece of racist piece of shit, this Trump puppet UFC fighter Kobe Covenant calls out LeBron James after his latest victory. Right? Talking about talking about LeBron James. You know what you find? Go look up Kobe Covington philanthropy. And you find nothing. Nothing. Yet he has the nerve to talk about LeBron James. Go Look up LeBron James' philanthropy. Look what he's done for his neighborhood. Look what he's done for this country. Look what he's actually done for this world. Every single time I take shots at this motherfucker. Look what he's actually done. You will get pages on pages, sites, lists, articles, links, everything about what LeBron James has done. Millions, hundreds of millions of dollars donated. Charity, Kobe covered. You can't find one fucking thing. Kobe Covington just likes to just, just just likes to he's a he basically he's a professional troller. He likes to he likes to he likes to chase the limelight. That's what he does. But what he's doing ultimately, you notice that the only people he's targeting are people in the hip hop community, NBA NBA players, um um artists, and they all happen to be black. He don't say shit about anybody else. Kobe Covington, I'm calling you out right now. You are a piece of shit racist. Yes, you are. And do whatever you fuck you want to do with it. Make sure you go find him. I already tagged him in my comments on 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 Insta on on Face on Twitter. Go ahead and tag him on this shit too. I, I shared the podcast. It's it's gonna be out there. It's live for him to listen to. I'm here every single day. I ain't running from nobody. I was in the military. I ain't scared of nobody. I don't care who what kind of UFC fighter you got. Can you beat an M16, bitch? Cause that's how I how this military feels about you, you dumb shit. This is how we feel about you, you stupid fuck. Don't put don't lump the military in with crooked cops. We look down on police officers because they're crooked. We don't like police officers talked in the same light as us military. We're heroes. They're scum. And I got family that's in, that's a, that are police officers. Did you know that? Yeah. And guess what? Until they call out other crooked cops, I call them crooked too. What's going on, crooked cop? They laugh and they smile. I'm like, listen, I understand that you, that, you, that, that you feel like your hand is being forced, but you know how many times when I was in the military that when I thought something was wrong, I was in my commander's office talking about it. I was in that sergeant major's office talking about it. I was in that general's office talking about it. I ain't scared about what's going to happen to me. I'm more worried about the people that I'm with and myself being treated better. I'm worried about what could come back on me personally. I can't give a fuck about backlash. I hope the whole UFC cuts him. <laughs> I hope, I, I really hope, <laughs> I hope the UFC cuts Kobe Covington, for real. <laughs> like, like they, they don't need him. Send him to Strike Force. Send him to somewhere else. Yeah, he don't need your stage, Dana White. He don't need your stage at all. But 
What stage I am interested in is the stage that's that going to happen tonight as we get game, th game three between the LA Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. And as you guys already know, I've already said that this is over in five. And nothing about these last two games has proven me wrong. Right? Now, game two looked a whole lot better than game one. But it was still with the same result, which was a LA, which is a Lakers victory. After game one, I guess I would say maybe the Denver Nuggets got used to or was getting used to LA's physicality. But it took every it took everything they had just to make it just to lose by two points. But how they lost though may leave room for a little bit of hope. A little bit of... I'm, I'm talking about... <laughs> I am talking about such a slim chance that the only people that think that they have a chance are the people that love... So you're telling me there's a chance. Dumb and dumb. Could be coming to you a new piece of shit on my list. Oh yeah, we adding him to the Piece of Poop Award. The Pop Award. What, what, how do we feel about Kobe Covington again? I cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want to put him in the bed. You filthy animal. Racist piece of shit, you. <laughs> Speaking of, right? I swear to God, I have some retarded friends. And I'm going to let you know something that's, that's been on my mind for a while. I've also realized something, which is probably going to really help my, my, my psyche, that I'm consistently trying to have ethics conversations with people that struggled to, to graduate high school. With people that didn't even graduate high school. That never even took a college course to know what ethics is. Never, never worked in a corporate environment to know what ethics is. Like, I'm arguing, like, these are the people I'm trying to educate, but it's okay. Because you are the people that need educated because you are the ignorant ones of the world. And trust me, there's a lot of educated people that are ignorant too. I'm arguing with them too. I just happen to come around to them a little bit easier sometimes. <laughs> They're able to see the logic in it a little bit easier versus being stuck in emotion and whatever they believe. They're actually able to see logic. <clears throat> just like the logic in LeBron James is probably going to end up going to his, what, 10th? How many this is now, right? 10th NBA Finals. He's going to go with this LA Lakers team, man. It's, 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 it's funny how Game 2 played out because the way Game 2 played out reminded me of Game 2 of the Houston and Lakers series, or the Rockets and Lakers series, where LeBron James, after Game 2, or after Game 1, actually, he said that that pace is something to get used to, right? So you can simulate it all you want, but... Until you're there, that pace is really something that you have to kind of get, you have to get used to. It's something that you that you can't really, you can't just plan for until you're in there. <clears throat> I felt that was the same thing that happened to Denver in game one. While it wasn't the pace for them of the LA Lakers, but the physicality of the LA Lakers that they weren't prepared for. The physicality of guys like Dwight Howard, who came in there just to be rough. And, and just wear out Luke, uh, not Luka Doncic, but but the Joker. Like, and and it's actually something that I thought that the Lakers were gonna utilize during the matchup versus the Houston Rockets. That I actually thought that they would act, that they would get big with the Houston Rockets. That they would, that they would actually, that they would actually use their size to be. A little bit more dominant inside, or even more so, just switch out Dwight Howard for JaVale McGee as a starting center because JaVale McGee was, I mean, Dwight Howard was just more offensive minded on, you know what I mean, as an, off, as an offensive player than JaVale McGee is. Now, granted, it worked out that they still blew him the fuck out of the water within like five or six, how many games he was. But after that first loss, I was like, the Lakers need to get big. And they need to utilize their bigness. Well, they kind of, they kind of didn't utilize. They still didn't utilize their big men the way they wanted to. But against the Joker, where they have to be big, they are definitely utilizing their big men. And Dwight Howard, not for nothing. Dwight Howard is out here playing bully ball. 
Dwight Howard is out here playing volleyball, which, like I said, I, I thought should have been the plan for Houston, but it's working against, but it's working against Denver. And this second game was a lot closer than the first game, but it still would require a miraculous, miraculous? Is that the right word? He's impressive. Game-winning shot by who was my vote for this year's MVP, even above LeBron James, and that is Anthony Davis, the Brown. He was finished with 31 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 blocks, I mean, 2 assists, 2 blocks, and 1 steal. And a game winner, game winning, 3-point shot to help his team win 105, 103, and take game 2 over the Denver Nuggets. Sorry, 103-105. LeBron James will add a double-double, 26-11-4. The Rondo, um, the Maestro Rondo. Well, I shouldn't say the Maestro Rondo, but more that LeBron James, with only having four assists, lets you know that he didn't really have the ball in his hand, to an extent. Because he let Rondo Maestro for him. As Rondo will only have three points, but he would come away with nine assists. And trust me, Rondo is a is a is a... Rondo is an artiste with the pass. He 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 is a maestro with that ball. And they allowed Rondo to maestro that team. As LeBron James and Anthony Davis has been able to run around the court, come loose, come off of plays, get a little um, bit of momentum, and actually take the ball out of his hands a little bit and actually get up, get some rest. Use his energy in places where he can use it in burst and not have himself worn down by the end of the game. Well, ultimately, we they talk... Um, the one of the biggest numbers that keeps coming out is that, LeBron, is that Anthony Davis has outscored LeBron James in the majority of the playoff games that they have. And I'm telling you guys that for impressive as LeBron James' numbers have been, LeBron James LeBron James has always been this six, seven, eight assist kind of kind of guy per season. The reason why LeBron James gets that double-digit assist this season is because he has Anthony Davis and because he has a guy like Dwight Howard and also JaVale McGee, where he can on any given time just get that, just do a pick and roll and easily play above the rim all day long. All day long, the Lakers can play above the rim regardless of which big man they have on the floor. That's where LeBron James get those extra assists from. And that's where LeBron James... Like, hasn't been the leading scorer because he has allowed Anthony Davis to be the guy because he realized that, yo, you are the biggest, most talented guy on this on the court. Biggest and most talented, right? Biggest, most talented, right? Combination, <laughs> not separate. Now, you are the biggest and you are the most talented. You're the biggest, most talented. And if you play dominant, you can be Shaq-like in this playoffs. And if he gives you 31 and 9 every single game, this is a sweep. Now I call this game and I call this series in five because I figured that Denver, they haven't allowed themselves to go home now after being down 3-1 twice. I don't see them getting swept. So they're going to take the gentleman sweep and they will bow out gracefully. Game three is going to be tonight as the, NF, as the NBA did not want to go up against Monday Night Football last night. We're going to get Miami's game tomorrow night. And then no third, and then I'm assuming there's no Thursday night. There's no Thursday night basketball, and they'll pick up again on Friday and Saturday. But as we end the show, I'm gonna end the game by letting you know that Kobe Covington has made our piece of poop list. He's definitely a piece of shit. We got a lot of we got a lot of good 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 news coming up on the, on the podcast Thursday. And as you know, that tomorrow night is our, is our staple show, 8:07 p.m., where I have my co-host and a, and, a, and, a, and and a slew of call-ins and guests for you. But I know I normally tell you guys. That I hope the optimism of tomorrow becomes, um, um, let the optimism of tomorrow be a foundation for today. Shout out to Wale for that quote. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be using somebody else this year because I've been using I've been using that one since last year. And I'm glad this time has finally come, that I finally get somebody new. So, <clears throat> um, shout out to Toby in Wigway for this one. But I hope you catch a wave that never subsides. This is for my nappy heads. I'm adding it because my only only part I care about is that I hope you catch away another six sides. But this is for my nappy heads in heaven. Let them nap your nappy heads 
you with your nappy head Christ by your side. I hope you catch a wave that never subsides. Let's put a nappy heads in heaven. And this is Talent Daily Taylor, aka <clears throat> the one take wonder, aka work hard, smoke harder, aka the motor mouth of the south, aka row row like a dungeon dragon, aka your favorite army vet. And this is the Mighty Sports Podcast, and I am out of here. Yeah, play my outro. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports.